What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PBC Den Podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies to make your Amazon advertising life a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Uh, I'm excited today because this is my favorite kind of episode where we look at a report, we interpret a settings, and then we give recommendations about action items to improve your account. Today, we're focused in on sponsored brands placements, a topic that uh, is underutilized for sure. Um, so we're going to be digging on that. Uh, if you wanted to watch this one on YouTube, uh, that might be a good idea because we actually, uh, or any video platform uh, that you can listen to podcasts on, because we actually look at some sponsored brand placements reports, which might make the episode a little bit easier. But you know me, I'm good at describing things, especially spreadsheets, audibly on a podcast. So even if you're driving, you're going to get some value out of this episode. Um, number two thing I'll mention is we've got a bunch of Amazon advertising episodes. Uh, you can go get a spreadsheet of a lot of our podcasts categorized, uh, prioritized in terms of uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced so that no matter where you are, your Amazon advertising journey, you can get started on the right foot and focus on the area that is important to you right now. We also have a monthly customer webinar uh, which you're invited to. Um, so you can go to appbadger.com slash webinar. All of this stuff's in the show notes. Have a good one, and let's get started. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Now bad mistakes. Michael Tejeda, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I want to say that um, a couple weeks ago, you sent me pictures of an amazing yes, Alaskan cruise, which I feel like most of the time people think of cruises, they're thinking of Caribbean cruise. Getting, <laughs> uh, But I feel like the real move is an Alaska cruise because, holy crap, it looked amazing. Do have to say it is amazing. Um, yeah, definitely think always hot when you're thinking of cruises. But uh, yeah, we did we did the opposite. Um, so Alaska, definitely recommend, highly recommend, two thumbs up. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, I don't know about being like in actual like the backcountry of Alaska because yeah. that looks rough. But I mean, the, the coast was pretty good. <laughs> I, are there, I heard there's like uh, an insane amount of mosquitoes in Alaska. Did you experience anything like that? <laughs> um, we were pretty coastal, so they, um, yeah, there, there was actually one place we passed, which was called Mosquito Cove, so um, <laughs> definitely an issue. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you see, I don't know, 
bears, moose. No, it was funny. We we were with a uh, with a bus driver, and he was talking about every everybody that you run into is not from Alaska. Like mm-hmm. all the people that are helping. So like this guy was from Arizona of all okay. places. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I came up here to work, and I guess he drives buses like three months out of the year during the tour season, mm-hmm. and he goes there, and he's like. You know, last, what was he saying? Like last week or whatever, um, we heard all this rumbling and we were wondering what it was. Me and my neighbors were all texting each other and we look outside and it was a bear just messing with our trash can. So yeah, it happens. I mean, they they get some of that. I heard it. Uh, someone told me a story one time that it like snowed so much that the snow is up to their second story window and like a bear just walked right up to the second story window. Wow. That, that'd yeah. be pretty interesting. I don't know about having that guy peek in on me. Mm-hmm. But one interesting thing, though, during our cruise was we ended up going to like there's some cities that are very isolated. Mm-hmm. Like we went to one that was um, it's called Sitka, and it's only you can only get to it by boat or by plane. So like they are cut off from the rest of the world, you know, through roads. So it's it's a little interesting to talk to them and about their way of life. Wow, uh, yeah, I will pick my. Uh, I like it. I like it warm. I like it hot. I live in Austin. It's uh, 150 degrees Fahrenheit here. <laughs> um, so this, this is my spot. Today, uh, I think this is a really cool topic. You actually suggested this topic. And I feel like we uncovered some something pretty interesting. I definitely learned a bit as we prep for this. And we're going to be talking about sponsored brands. And yes. I love sponsored brand ads. Uh, I think that they're an easy way to scale, you know, take your best keywords and plop those over into sponsored brands. Uh, if you're not doing that right now, that's a super easy thing to just turn off the episode and go do right now. Take your best keywords, throw it over there to sponsored brands. But being that Ad Badgers podcast is, I don't know, 600 episodes deep, we're pretty advanced now. And we are going to be talking about some more intermediate advanced features and things to play around with here. Uh, to really kick your sponsored brands up into the next level. Uh, what is it about sponsored brands that like made you, this was, this was the first thing that you mentioned. What have you heard? What have you been playing with? What have you experienced that sponsored brands was top of mind for you today? Well, sponsored brands has been going through kind of a, a evolution uh, since its beginning. You know, it, it did start like a, a regular placement that you do see on like uh a Google Google type place or being, you know, on a search, but uh, now it's kind of evolved into being more. I mean, even beyond the, the images, it's it's all video now. You know, it's very heavy video. So that evolution of video, how far is Amazon going to take that? So it's always evolving for sure. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely poured a lot of inform- uh, a lot of energy into sponsored brands yeah. to sort of get as much traction as they can with it, uh, sort of moving up the funnel, so to speak, um, trying to tap into people who are not your customers. So to try to get that new to brand metric they pushed a lot. Uh, I actually really like the new to brand metric. I wish they had that in sponsored products as well. Um, But we're going to be touching on something that I think is really neat, uh, which is, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll actually... Uh, pull up my screen here. And so I searched coffee mug here on Amazon and I'll describe it audibly for the people driving in their cars or washing dishes or 
I also listen to podcasts when I mow the lawn, which I, I think is a Zen-like activity for me <laughs> to still mow the lawn. Um, and um, when do you listen to podcasts usually? You know, um, usually if I'm driving, um, that's one of the times. But I was just thinking about my Zen-like activity, and it's actually just watering the lawn with mm-hmm. the hose, going mm-hmm. old school on it. Oh, yeah. I do that too because I think it's good. I think it's good Zen-like. It's just like I'm out there. I got the dog. We're watering the lawn. Yes, sir. So I just made a quick search on Amazon for coffee mug. And the first thing that we see is what used to be the only sponsored brand ad type, the headline search ad. You have a headline. You have your three products underneath it. You can click these, go to the products. You can go to their store as well. Now, the new thing that we've seen is that we have sponsored brand video in the middle of the search results. You keep going. You have another sponsored brand video in the sort of bottom 10, 20% of the, actually the bottom of the search results, you have the another sponsored brand video. And then you have some sponsored brands on bottom as well. So there are more sponsored brand ads than have been in the last several years. So there's more on oh, yeah. search results. And what a report is, uh, we're going to be looking at the sponsored brands placement report, campaign placement report. Um, but even before we do that, I, the, the crux of this episode is actually when you go and create a sponsored brand campaign, you see this little section called bidding. And I'll be honest, the first time I saw this, I was incredibly confused because of the way that the language is written compared to sponsor products. Sponsor products, very simple. It just says, do you want to increase your top of search? Do you want to increase your product page? For whatever reason, you can't touch your rest of search. Over here, on the other hand, we don't, it doesn't say that. Um, so why don't you break it down for the good people out there in Badger Nation? what this screen says, just the text, and we'll try to decipher this. Right. So it's it's essentially looking at anything outside of, do you want to optimize? Do you want to allow Amazon to just take hold of it and do anything it wants is the first option. So that's the default option. Um, the second option is you select off of it, and then you are either decreasing or increasing your bids for top of search placement. And uh, that's the second modifier. So first one is default allowed to be a wild card. Second is decrease or increase. Yeah. So we did some digging today to determine, because if you think about this, in general, any chance that you get to take some control of your account, you should probably take advantage of. Um, So for example, you know, what would you generally prefer if you can only pick one match type, broad match or exact match? probably exact match. Uh, would you you know, prefer to set your budget at an individual keyword level? Of course you would. Or would you rather have some random budget distributed based off search volume? Of course, you'd want the control to do that. So any chance you get, and the reason why I always tell people is, you know, Amazon has their own goals, your customers have goals, and you have goals as well. Uh, you have profitability goals, you have inventory goals, what inventory you want to move. Uh, and sometimes your goals are not the same as Amazon's goals. So I always like to take back as much power as we possibly can because it's important. So for a while, this button of like automated bidding or not 
you know, maybe it was, maybe it's a little bit of a mystery for people. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about why it's a good idea to uncheck that, to, to not do sponsored brands, automated bidding. And I would say the, if the performance was very uniform, like it didn't matter if it was top of search or rest of search or product page, if it was incredibly uniform, then maybe it doesn't matter. Um, you know, maybe it wouldn't matter if your eight cost is the same on rest of search as it is top of search, then it doesn't matter. Uh, however, what we're going to see with a campaign placement report is that it can wild, it could be wildly different. So it does make sense for you to uncheck that automated bidding and instead use some custom bid placement adjustments for placements other than top of search. So if you can rephrase this, it's like, what do you want to do with rest of search? Um, so you can increase rest of search or decrease rest of search. And believe it or not, when you look at a sponsored brand placement report, it might surprise you. You might be really surprised to see that, you know, in these three examples that we had, rest of search crushes sponsored brands, meaning it gets the most impressions, clicks, spend, and sales. So we were three for three this morning looking at some of this data. And in fact, percentage of sales for rest of search, 70%. 80% and 70% for three accounts here, uh, both at, you know, small, medium, and a little bit larger, all percentage of sales absolutely crushing on rest of search. So believe it or not, that very top banner, that very top, top of search, sort of the headline ad, you know, maybe gets 20 to 30% of the overall sales on your sponsored brands. But rest of search absolutely crushes it. Uh, what did you? What do you? Was this surprising to you? You know, we sort we sort of look at these reports sometimes, but maybe it's like noise. But like we really went in deep and really studied every metric here. But did you expect to see rest of search just absolutely crushing the sales volume and the click volume? I did not. I actually thought the opposite. I thought Thomas mm -hmm. Search would take it um, time over time, and then we started looking at these and pulling up different accounts, and it's like. Oh, wow. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about this, but yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that. I, cause I think this is like the first time typically the stuff higher up gets more traffic. Yeah. So like top of search usually gets more traffic than rest of search. It's flipped here, uh, where rest of search absolutely crushes it, which is so odd. Like normally placement one gets a lot more traffic than placement two. By the time that you're on the rest of search, nobody's clicking on you anymore. Um, but this is actually pretty wild. That rest of search just absolutely crushes. Uh, and I would say that it's just shots on goal. Like I'm looking at one account here, uh, impressions, total for all sponsored brands, 1.4 million. Rest of search was 1.1. So it just has so many more impressions, has the lion's share. You know, in this case, 300,000 impressions, total rest of search, 240 of those. So it just has so much more opportunity to get clicks um, in a get sales. So in all three cases that we looked at sponsored brands, rest of search, tons of sales, you know, mm -hmm. from 70 to 80% of the total sponsored brand sales did not expect that definitely expected top of search to have a bigger, um, click share and revenue share. I was actually pretty surprised. I'm also really surprised too, that I think that's why Amazon's starting to explore like top of search being a video 
like maybe top of search, like there's been talk about top, the top of search placement becoming a video. And it makes sense because if most of the rest of search is a video, um, then, it, then it would make sense to do that. Um, I'm surprised. Top of search sponsored brands kind of, kind of tepid. <laughs> tepid. Nice. So way more spend, way more sales. And for rest of search. So already, if you are trying to scale for volume, that's the first takeaway here. So if you're trying to scale for volume, you would want to go to this custom bid adjustment when you create your sponsored brand campaign and increase it for rest of search. So again, the language says for placements other than top of search, you can just read this as what do you want to do for rest of search? And if you're trying to scale for volume, you want more volume, you want more clicks and more traffic and more sales, then you would go in here and increase this for rest of search, increase it for rest of search. Um, it should also be said that uh, product pages for sponsored brands, it looks like a, you know, less than 1% of traffic, less than 1% of sales in all three cases, yeah. product pages gets almost no traffic for sponsored brands. So that's why I'm just reading this as what do you want to do for rest of search? Uh, what do you want to do for rest of search? So you want more volume increase for rest of search here. Yep. Pretty easy takeaway. I like it. Definitely a good takeaway. So the other side of the spectrum is top of search. And in two of the three cases, we saw that it had a better ACOS, mm -hmm. um, obviously a much, much lower, amount of clicks and uh, like you said essentially shots on goal uh, but in two of the three cases we did see a better a cost so what does that tell us in some cases if we do focus on that we can get a better sell through better efficiency for our clients yeah it's a classic case of like uh you know hunters versus browsers you know that top of search placement you would expect somebody sees it clicks on it buys it they're in a little bit more of a hurry. They're just trying to get in and get out, get that product. The first one that they see meets their requirements. They go and get it. People that are scrolling down usually have a lower conversion rate. Uh, and that's kind of what we saw here. Um, so for perspective, in account number one that we looked at, rest of search with 70% of the sponsor brand sales uh, had an ACoS of 70%, whereas top of search had 38%. So Top of search, ACoS was almost half. Yeah. Uh, in account number three, I'll come back to two in a second, but in account number three, rest of search had 70% of the sales, uh, but had an ACoS of 64%, whereas top of search, 30% of sales with an ACoS of 52%. So the difference there being 64%. Rest of search, 52%. Top of search. Account number two was the only one that we found where it did have 80% of the sales, but the ACoS was actually below average for the account at 22% ACoS, whereas uh, top of search was at 38% ACoS. Uh, my take there is maybe it just has something to do with volume. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. This second account only has 100 orders, whereas account three has 3,900 and 919 in the first one. So again, this is why it's worth unchecking automate sponsored brand bidding and come up with your own custom bid adjustments for rest of search on sponsored brands. So sort of in this first scenario, if we look at it, it's got 
more sales on rest of search, a lot more sales on rest of search. Your campaigns probably have a lot more sales on rest of search too. Uh, and then the A cost, however, is much, much better on top of search. So depends on goals. If you're trying to improve A cost, it would make sense to reduce your rest of search bid modifier. So go into the campaign, go into your sponsored brand settings and maybe give it a little discount, you know, bid a little bit lighter just on the rest of search and your A cost should improve perhaps at the expense of some sales. Same thing with sort of scenario three, where rest of search has a bunch of volume, but the A cost is a bit higher. Same kind of thing. If you're trying to scale, then you want to push rest of search. If you're trying to optimize for A cost and profitability, then maybe you'd give your rest of search, you know, a 10, 20% decrease. Scenario three, it's pretty interesting. Uh, scenario three, I think is pretty straightforward. You know, in this case, we would want more traffic on rest of search because it converts better and it has more sales volume. It's got a better A cost and more sales volume. So that one's pretty straightforward. You would want to basically boost rest of search. So maybe you would go in there and increase rest of search a bit. So I think the big takeaway is do this kind of analysis. You know, go in there and look up what your product pages, rest of search, and top of search are doing on your sponsored brand ads uncheck that automated bidding option so that you can customize what you want to do for rest of search. I love this. I love, I love this episode. I love episodes where it's like straight to the point. So two action items, uh, three, actually uncheck automated bidding for sponsored brands. Yeah. Two download your campaign placement report. Three determine if you want to apply any rest of search bid modifiers there you go what do you make of this um i i hate to give everyone homework out there like another task to do like for you like how often would you maybe incorporate this into your workflow like is this a once a week thing once a month once a quarter um would you want to get any more granular you know maybe view this on like just because this is account wide, but you can also view this at one account at one campaign at a time. Like what are your thoughts on turning this into an optimization habit? I think that I would definitely do this once a month. Um, it's something I would look at just to make sure that I am right where I, I want to be and I'm adjusting accordingly and, and see if any of these metrics are, are moving in the wrong direction. Like if yeah. I'm focusing on top of search, um, is my A costs consistently staying lower? Um, and I'm getting that, that volume creeping up on some of clicks. Um, another thing that we didn't really mention too much was the the new to brand. Metric oh yeah, let's talk about that. Also over there on the side, so um, we do see that over on the top account, the new to brand, the highest ratio and highest percentage was over here on the rest of search. Yeah, and then on the second account, it was on top of search, and then if we're looking at uh, the bottom one here. It was on rest of search again. So the, um, and we do have different size accounts here. So we were trying to mm -hmm. take a, you know, big and bigger and then a, a smaller one to kind of see the difference there. Uh, so that, that was a, a good takeaway that, that I saw too, is, is see how you're thinking about this brand, you know, how yeah. much brand equity do you have? 
Um, where are you at in introducing it? And is that your main goal with the sponsored brands? Or are you looking at conversion? Usually, you know, we're looking at that image play, so that branding play, so it's more introduction. So we want to try to get more or a higher percentage of new to brand. Dude, that's uh, such a good insight. I feel like at the buzzer too, uh, <laughs> because yeah, we, we included new to brand on the sheet because we're like, oh, that influences the ACOS on that placement. And I completely yeah. forgot about it. But yeah, like... I think it's so interesting. And for new to brand, I like to add another column called returning customer yeah. percent sale because it's just the inverse. Like if you have 85% new to brand sales, that means you have 14% returning, um, which I think is an interesting metric here. So new to brand is a sort of like forgotten metric kind of that I feel like not a lot of PPCers think of in the sense that in general, I feel like companies are willing to pay a little bit more to acquire a new customer than pay to get a, a returning customer back yeah. through paid. So I think that like, let's take this scenario, for example, in this last account, you know, top uh, rest of search, absolutely crushing in sales, 65% of the sponsored brand sales. Um, I'm sorry, 70% of the sponsored brand sales, 65% a cost. So it's slightly an over uh, target a cost, perhaps. But new to brand is 79%. And then I think it becomes a sort of conversation. And this is why you never want to rush herky-jerky with your results. Like you might see this and be like, oh, turn that off or, oh, decrease that or, oh, like switch up strategy entirely. This is where like a good Amazon marketer, a good PPC person will go and actually look at this and start the conversation and say, well... Yes, the ACoS is 65% and it's a bit higher than we want, but new to brand is 79% here. Um, so this traffic should convert, will convert lower. Like generally new to brand people convert better. I'm sorry, new to brand people convert worse than returning customers, right? So the question becomes like, do we want to give the ACoS maybe a discount or a credit in the sense of like, hey, for all these new to brand people acquiring new customers who are eventually going to like repeat buy and like do all this stuff, are we willing to pay a little bit more for them? You know, and that, that I think is a business level decision based off the variety of factors. But I, I do think it's definitely worth having that conversation, which is why I wish they had this metric for all ad yeah, types. For sure. One, one other thing I'd love to mention, Mike, is is one other report that we kind of just glanced over and, and we looked at just for a second was the uh, the category benchmark report. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one other thing that we did pull, which is a good gut check um, because we kind of looked at this data and we're looking at it sort of in a vacuum and we're like, okay, well, you know, back to your point of not making those quick uh, knee-jerk decisions. Um, yeah. We noticed that in one account, we were well above what the bench the category benchmark was. But then we started to look at that breakdown of data and it's like, okay, well, I know for sure that those couple product lines that are super high at ACOS, which are elevating the ACOS overall, are intro products. Like they're, they're new to market. So they're in yeah. their infancy. They're, they're at the beginning now, you know, first three months of, of its life on Amazon. So yeah, we're pushing because it's all new for the brand. It's all new for that subcategory. Um, so that was, that was one thing I wanted to mention too, is that yeah, um, you may be above in some sectors, but that that category benchmark does help break out that data, and you can see it a little bit more granular there, and where you match up. Big time, you know, it's a, it's always a constant 
exercise to try to pull in as much context as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, just yesterday, someone here, you know, asked for some insight on an, on an account. And I spent the first 20 minutes just getting the lay of the land. Like, where have we been the past few months? Like, what is going on? Show me like, show me the category benchmark. Show me how we're doing relative to other competitors. Let's go into Product Opportunity Explorer. Are there a bunch more products here? Uh, let's look at an organic ranking trend report and see like, did we recently lose organic ranking? Like all of this stuff before you start making any decisions. I think it's the sign of like a, I think patience is so important, like, and self-restraint to, to not just bum rush into an account and like want to shift up strategy and go absolutely nuts. I think it's a sign of a really seasoned person. And I'm getting deja vu because I feel like this is very characteristic of you and I've known you for a while. It's like, well, we don't want to make any rash decisions. We don't want to go in there unless we have the full context of what's going on. Is there a new product? Did we lose organic rank? Like what is what is happening before we go make start making changes? And there's always like many layers to the onion. Uh, yeah. And normally it's you cry as you uh, open up this onion, <laughs> as we all do. Um, I mean, it's the middle of the summer, which is like the worst time for sales on Amazon, but uh, making it really cry, a really tearful onion. Mm-hmm. So I always think it's important, which again, that's added context. Hey, our sales are down. Well, could it be that it's just summer and every single summer, this just happens as people go outside and, you know, shift their consumer behavior. Let's look at reports that help us determine that. Like, where are we doing relative to competition so on and so forth? Right. Um, so I think the stuff like that is just so valuable to do. And that's why you're a badger. There we go. So again, three takeaways for people. Number one, uncheck the automated bidding setting for your sponsored brands. Yes. Two, download a placement data, campaign placement data for your sponsored brand campaigns. You can go campaign by campaign. You can run a pivot table like we've done here on screen. Uh, Just try to get a pulse on how your A cost varies, your conversion rate, your sales volume varies for rest of search versus top of search. Uh, Those are pretty much the only two that we looked at. Um, And then three, determine what you should do for your rest of search bid adjustment. So try to reframe, use custom bid adjustment, decrease placements for other than top of search, reframe that and call it uh, basically what it is, which is primarily rest of search. Uh, I I suppose we can finish here um, with with the bonuses, which is definitely think of new to brand sales per percentage. Let that inform your decisions. Definitely look at category benchmarks for sponsored brands. Let that inform your decisions. Uh, Just really quick, we have gateway page on Amazon, gateway on Amazon. This is newer terminology. Uh, Gateway just means like, it's just a big sponsored brand placement. Uh, You generally see this on like the homepage uh, or I think that's like the main area that you'll see it in. Just, it's just a big fat, placement um a lot of times like very large companies have those placements uh, like a nike or a samsung will have that and with that we've done it we've given people some homework there we go guy okay, we get you have homework uh, i do <laughs> i do yes well i hope you got something out of this episode dear listener uh i will see you back here next week here on the badger den podcast well pbc den Whoops. (laughs) Bye-bye.